I want the fairy tale. I want the Prince Charming. She... <laughs> How do I put this? Isn't a fan of my kissing style. So we were boyfriend and girlfriend for about 12 hours. He's in a trash bin. He's non-recyclable. Catch you never. I love being in love. I love love. On today's episode of Where's Your Head At, we are discussing all things long distance relationships after Matt and I have been apart for the past three weeks. We'll take a look at how long distance relationships work and whether absence really does make the heart grow fonder. Where's Your Head At is a podcast that talks all things relationships, breakups, reality TV, trending shows, and everything in between. This is your new go-to destination for laughs, gossip, intimate details, advice, and much more. Hello, Matt. I've just spilt my coffee all over our podcasting table. Sorry about that. Mm, It does smell like coffee, though. I do like that (laughs) smell. How are you going? I'm good. We're back in the studio and we've listened to you guys and we're doing a topic episode. I know. So we put a poll on our Facebook page and we thought for sure that the hotlines were going to win. We were like, everyone loves the hotlines because we've had so much good feedback. But actually the winner was a topic episode followed closely behind by a hotline and then an interview. Well, let's not take away from our guests. We've had some beautiful guests over the time, but you guys just want to hear us talk about topics, don't you? I guess the thing about guests is maybe some people might not know some of the guests or they might have less interest, whereas like a topic is always interesting. So anyway, we have been separated for about three weeks, which is a long time for our platonic friendship <laughs> to endure. Not long enough. <laughs> No, because we're on the phone like every single day. Like we're constantly talking about the podcast. We're constantly like in communication and we kind of had a bit of a break. Um, To be fair, I didn't think it was that long because we're always in touch and then it was brought to our attention. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in Hamilton Island and then I came back and then it was the Easter break and I went to Mildura. Michael is going to Sydney coming up for a work conference which he missed last year because we were in Bali, but this year he'll be going. Anyway, I looked at the dates because Matt and I are actually planning another Sydney trip, but during Sydney Fashion Week. Excited for that. Yeah, and then I realised that Michael's conference is the week before, which means that he'll go to Sydney for the week, come home, and then on the Monday I'll go to Sydney with you for the week. When you sent me the dates, I thought they were crossing over. No. Oh, okay, because I read it as they crossed over, so I was like, that will work then. Yeah, and so we were like, oh, that's so annoying. We're going to be separated for a couple of weeks. I mean, we have been separated before. We got separated when I got separated. I'm like so like dramatic. People who actually have been in a long distance relationship so probably like shut up shut up it's been a week (laughs) but we did i went to the uk last year and then dubai how long was that it was about three weeks i'm pretty sure which felt like a long time what did you guys do to like keep it going like keep you know stay in touch in that because the time difference is pretty difficult i remember (laughs) do you know what with it yeah the time difference is really hard i think it's kind of funny because michael he just ended up like when i would wake up i would call him and then he'd end up like staying awake during the middle of the night so like when I actually came home from being overseas, I was like, oh, I'm so jet lagged. And he's like, yeah, me too. Because he'd been like up in the middle of the night, like, because he just wanted to talk to me, which was very sweet and very cute. But obviously that was only for a very small 
three-week period. So I guess we kind of wanted to chat today about what it really is like to be in a long-distance relationship. Have either of us been in a long-distance relationship and everything in between? Let's jump in. Okay, Matt. So have you ever been in a long-distance relationship? Look at that smirk (laughs) on your face. Uh, Yes, I have. So I actually was in a long-distance relationship. This is actually... You remember this, don't you? It was what year? It's two years ago exactly to the point because I remember uh, I was chatting with her watching the Anzac Day game. So right. it was literally two years to the date. So uh, do you know Mackenzie Dittman from uh, Love Island US? Well, I mean, I do know her because you told me about her. <laughs> yeah. But for everyone listening, you can probably so find her online. I slid into her DMs around that time and really? uh, we chatted and like we were very chatting. Like I remember... You were very chatty. Well, like pretty intensely, yeah. Like so I was remember it was during like still borders were closed. So like I was trying to get her like a um through my dad's work a um visa to Were you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Didn't you know that? I didn't know it was that deep. I was getting my dad to try like figure out a visa, like as so she could work and, you know, still be yeah. Work at the pool company. Yeah. (laughs) So she'd be like in the office, I guess, taking like payroll working and then she could come into the country. So hold on. Let's just rewind because Matt's jumped like a thousand miles ahead because I didn't even know this was happening. Okay. So you slid into her DMs and what did you say? (laughs) I'm 99% sure it was a flame reaction. Right. So you flame reacted and then the conversation obviously unraveled from then. How did it become just like chatting in the dms to something more serious very quickly i think that um it was maybe like a day or two that um we moved from the dms to i said i was just like i'll call you yeah and then she was like so you chatted on the phone yeah i was like i'll call you and i was driving i remember i was driving and um i called her and i remember she said it didn't go through because i didn't know how to call an international number at the time (laughs) So like we How do I, you call an international number? Well, I thought it was just normal. You do it on FaceTime. Oh, uh, on WhatsApp or, or something. FaceTime audio yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so I just you. called it and it wasn't going through and I was sort of driving so I'm conscious of not being on my phone. And um, I remember she said that like she told her family I was calling her and they were all like, oh, yeah, like this is exciting. And then I just didn't call her because it didn't go through because I was driving. I didn't send a message. I didn't think much of it. You know what I mean? Like it's early days. But then I finally figured So they're it, like this douchebag. This guy <laughs> playing you from the other <laughs> side of the call- world. <laughs> yeah, says he's calling dozen. <laughs> yeah, so then we, I got through, um, we started chatting. What we found that we could chat on was American football. So my love for American football. You do love American football. Yeah, she lived in Arizona. So like we talk about them, um, the Cardinals and all that sort of stuff. And then I talked to her about AFL, try to teach her about that. I remember that was really early. I sent her a video about AFL. And then, yeah, we just... You connected on your love of sport. I have a love of sport, yeah. Wow, and we, do you, you Like, we were pretty, chatting pretty intensely for a long time. Like, I reckon mm. it was two months. Like, we were even, ex- like, this is how why We hadn't even met and we were, like, exclusive. Like, weren't, like, sleeping or getting with other people, talking to other people. It was pretty intense. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> it's wild. Well, that yeah. need to be exclusive with someone who you've never met. I mean, I guess you see it on the... Not that this was a catfish situation, but I mean, on catfish, people are in relationships for like six years. Did remind me of like a catfish sort of thing. But it's not because you guys video chatted. We video chatted a lot. I mean, I remember once I got into your car. I don't know where we were going. Probably the podcast. No, podcast wasn't around then. Wasn't it? No. Okay. Well, anyway, I got into your car 
and she was on the phone and she had like, she was like, hey, Anna, in her American American accent. And I was like, hey. How hot is that, (laughs) the American accent? Yeah. So like we do different things to like, you know, make the relationship work. Like we'd still go on dates. Well, how would you go on a date if you're in a long distance relationship from America to Australia? So we would, um, obviously because of the time difference, it was pretty brutal. And I didn't, me being me, didn't give much. So like, I was like, all right, well, when I'm having dinner, you have dinner. So it would probably be like two o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning there. So wait, she was having dinner at four o'clock in the morning. Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, do you exact. not want to do the fucking late shift? <laughs> I had work and stuff. Like I had to get up for work, so it, it all worked so out. Like she'd make a fake dinner, or she'd eat actually eat dinner. I think she'd eat dinner, and then so like we'd do stuff that we could both order. So we did Domino's one time. We did like oh, KFC or Mac. Yeah, so stuff that we could both have the same thing, and we'd FaceTime and eat together and just chat. That's quite cute, Matt. Yeah. See, I love I'd the imagination. Did you? Yeah. And did she light a candle? Yeah. yeah so it was like a candlelit dinner. Oh. <laughs> He's a romantic. I am He's very a romantic, romantic at heart. Yeah. So you obviously really liked her. Yeah, I did. You, in your mind, obviously, when you entered into this exclusive long distance relationship, were you thinking, look, the borders are going to open soon. Were you planning on going there? Was she planning on going, coming to Australia? What was the deal? It was a bit of both. Like neither of us, I sort of didn't say I was going to go over there because I had work and other stuff, this podcast in the pipeline and all that sort of stuff. So I wasn't so, um, and I'd already been to America, so I wasn't so like going there. But I said, I'll go and like go over there. If the borders were open, it would have been a completely different story. I would have flown over the next, I would have flown over that week to LA. Yeah, I would have flown over the next day, but the borders weren't open. So it was like, I would, if I flew over, I had to be there for three months or something. I can't remember the regulations at the time. So it was something like that. And I was like, well, I can't really go there for three months. Like you can come here for an extended amount of time. So she was more going to come here, but then like they were so strict on the borders, like we were looking into it. You needed like a working visa and all this sort of stuff. So, wow. And we were always saying the borders will open soon. They're open soon, and it turns out they didn't open for another year. Wow. So yeah. lucky. Yeah, lucky. It sort of we fizzled. We fizzled out eventually. Like it just sort of like I what moved, made it fizzle out. To be fair, I'm pretty sure she ghosted me. It was just like it just wasn't working. Like the whole like we just couldn't see anything like. That you were being slack and that's yeah, why. So that's she was, right. Yeah. 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 That's not, let's not paint yourself as a victim. Yeah, I was being shitty like I, I, like I was. I could see that there was no like, there was, there was no, no end in sight. There was sight no end in sight. So I sort of, yeah, got shitty. Like not shitty towards her, but like I was getting irritable at the situation. Yeah. So. Do you want to go into that a bit more? Like what kind of happened? To be fair, I don't really remember. Do you remember? Not really. <laughs> Didn't happen to me. I, did, to I, you. Yeah. I just remember that she was annoyed at you, and I think you were kind of taking a step back. Yeah, from I think, memory, but I can't like specifically remember details. Um, well, I've got a message that says, "Fuck, she's going to crucify me if she ever hears this." I said, "What's wrong?" She said, "Nothing. All good. Talk later." No, tell me you're clearly not happy. I'm not happy. We just didn't talk today because you blew me off, which is fine because we're casual now. But I'm busy tomorrow, so we may not talk then. So obviously the long distance kind of got in the way. Got in the way, and just didn't of, work. Yeah. I guess what happened. Question. Go. When the borders did open, what was your kind of relationship status? Well, I, I was with Jen. Right. Got uh, you. Yeah. So I remember that uh, the borders opened. I did think to myself about it. She actually sent me 
a photo that the borders had opened. Wow. I ignored it, obviously, because I was in a relationship with Jen. Yeah. But I, I acknowledged it in my mind and I was like, oh, yeah. And then nothing. I think she, oh, no, she was going to come out to Australia and was going to catch up with my family because she actually had met my family over FaceTime. So she was friendly with them. That is so weird. I don't find That's that weird. That's strange I don't find, to me. Yeah. I don't find that weird at all. What, meeting someone on FaceTime one time and then going to catch up with them? Yeah, I don't think it's weird. I think it's like we, they got along. What are you talking about? I would do, yeah, you're in a foreign country, you know, like some people there. like Yeah, I get that. Like I definitely get the fact that like you're trying to, but I mean, you're in a relationship. It's yeah, I mean, yeah. So that sort of happened and then we, um, and then I don't think we just didn't, yeah, it was pretty shame that that just was. Just the timing was off, Timing was off, yeah. yeah. Timing's off. The timing's everything. Timing is everything. We've spoken about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, what can you do if the borders are closed and there's nowhere to go? Well, like I said, if the borders were open, I would have flown over there literally. This is like, imagine right, like if I was in that situation, I'd just mm. fly straight over. Like I've got no qualms jumping on a plane. Yeah. So I actually enjoy jumping on planes. Oh, so do I. <laughs> but I'm not and, saving my pennies. And how much do I want to go to LA at the moment? You America? do. Yeah. You do. Um, like we do other things as well. Like I remember we would um, start movies at the same time. So like the exact same time, press play and oh, watch them at the same time. Cute. And TV shows. Didn't you have a bath together once? That does you sound like, familiar. I'm sure you like put rose petals in your own bath. <laughs> I think that sounds familiar. I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure I remember familiar. thinking that, that is so familiar. mad. Of, yeah. That's so mad of Matt. <laughs> We'd also do like romantic things. Like um, right before we finished, <laughs> she sent me a box um, and it had like her favourite snacks in there. It had like Aww. a nice cool T-shirt. I don't think I've worn that yet. Um, it get it out. <laughs> yeah, get it out. It had like her favourite snacks. It had um, – she was just in a ma- magazine, so she sent me the magazine, which was really Aww. sweet. She also sent me a pair of her underwear. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> um, I can't remember what else was in there. There was some sweet stuff in there. Like it was really cute. And I was actually putting together one for her. I had um, Tim Tams, Vegemite, like the equivalent of the snacks that we have of hers in there. Hold on. I'm still on the underwear thing. I've, <laughs> I've not heard anything that you said since. <laughs> I think I heard Tim Tam at one point. Were they used underwear? No, they weren't. Uh, they weren't used. And okay. they, were all, Did you they were sprayed in her her perfume so they so smelled you like did her. smell well smell no it was them. when you opened them it, you could smell it right and it was coming from them it was nice it was sweet romantic <laughs> I, I find all that romantic like i said yesterday I mean, in the hotline i would be putting a good pair of my underwear in a box <laughs> and sending it to the other side of the world i'd be wearing them this is true this is true <laughs> but i mean look it is yeah like since they're not worn and used it is quite sweet um and then i was yeah packing one for her so i put the equivalent of it, the version of her snack that she liked in there Nice. Um, we'd watching the Mandalorian at the time together. So I had like a baby Yoda that probably doesn't mean anything to you, but like, it's like the things I had a soft plush toy of that. Um, she collects Starbucks mugs from every city she went to. So I bought her a Melbourne one. Cute. I had that in there, but, um, we stopped talking before I could send that off. So you still got it. <laughs> I had it in my room for a while cause I moved out within the week with my mates. So right. the timing, so I moved out. So it was sitting in my bedroom at my mum's for a while because obviously wasn't there. Right. And then eventually, I think around, like Christmas time, so like nearly a year later, I was just eventually like, this needs to go. Like it's like, it's I'm with Jen now. This is clearly not, <laughs> you know what I mean? It just ain't going anywhere. Wowee. That's so interesting. Yeah. So when obviously it started to fizzle out, was there a 
talk of the fact that you guys were no longer exclusive or did it just kind of I think it just fizzled. I think there was talk of it. I don't remember the – Because in that message before she did say, I know we're casual now. Yeah. So maybe it was kind of spoken about. Maybe it was spoken about. I don't remember things. I remember getting really jealous though. Really? Like, yeah. Like it's Well, my love language is obviously quality time and intimate touch. So Intimate touch. Intimacy. <laughs> yeah, touching. Like intimacy yeah, touch. Yeah, no, cuddling, yeah. It's just funny. It's intimate fun. touch. Yeah. So like none of that really like hurt. Like that's what I struggled with. And then to know that she was going out. And at the time I wasn't really going out. I was like sort of staying. Because you're in COVID lockdown. Yeah, COVID lockdown. <laughs> so I was like knuckling down, saving all that sort of stuff as well. So she was like going out, like flying. I remember to New York one weekend, Miami, and I was sort of just like, this sucks. Like I'm yeah. just sitting here. Who are you meeting? Who are you really? Who are the people you're with? Yeah, and Even I'm jealous at best it, of times. Oh, speaking to the choir, <laughs> yeah. you're preaching. Yeah. No, but like it's kind of true. It's like even if you're – it's not like an attractive male that she's hanging out with that you're jealous. It's still like you're jealous – of the time she's spending with other people because you don't get to spend that time that with her. That's exactly what I said. I was like, I'd love to be spending this time with you and it just hurts that like other people get to. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's one of the most challenging things about long distance relationships is the jealousy. That's the there was a study done where people spoke about the feeling that they feel the most in long distance relationships. And the number one thing that keeps popping up is jealousy is the jealousy of the other people around you and the time that people are spending with you and they're not getting to see you and spend that time with you, not feeling like a priority. Yeah, and then they've obviously got other things going on in their life over there which you can't be involved in. So, like, at the time she was um, – well, yeah, she had her – she was doing all her stuff over there and I wanted to be a part of it, obviously. You know when you like someone? Yeah, you want to integrate You want to be into, into part their of their, like, stuff and what they're doing. Absolutely. Okay, so there's seven stages to a long-distance relationship when you first initiate it. So we're now talking from the side of when you're in a relationship and then you are going to be long-distance. So you're living together or you're in the same town, the same area. So the first step is decision. So you're obviously going to decide whether you want to continue it long-distance or the alternative is breaking up. Yeah, so basically – People decide to go long distance because maybe an opportunity might arise, something to do with work or study or like a lifelong dream or a family member moving or someone's ill, whatever it might be. One person might just want to travel the world and the other one can't for work and they come to the decision that like I'm happy with you to travel, I'm going to stay here. Yeah, and so part of that first stage is the decision to actually be in a long-distance relationship or to break up. And then the second stage is – This is if you decide to stay yes. in a long-distance. If you decide to stay in long-distance, the second stage is the parting. So during the parting, there's a lot of boundaries that need to be set. There's basically like a whole new set of rules that you need to make for your relationship. Like this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I'm not. It'd be That'd be so hard. So hard, right? It would be like imagine parting like knowing that they're about to hop on a plane or take off in the car and you're not going to see them. Yeah. You're not going to be able to just fall on them for like a cuddle. A at cuddle, night. Yeah. yeah. Your love language no yeah, longer there. Rough. It's that's it's. I think it might even be. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like nearly as bad as breaking up. Because Almost because you're like, I really don't want to break up. We belong together. We love each other, and we're still together technically. We're technically still together, and now I need to put all of my faith and trust in you that this is, you know, we're gonna get to the other end and eventually be back together. Yeah, which, I feel like that would be 
really intense. It's extremely intense. I can't even like imagine, imagine at all. Could you imagine Michael going, okay, I've got to go to Europe for my work. I just have a feeling that wherever Michael would go, you would just go with. I would follow, but that's because I'm in a position where I can do that, and I Imagine know that you couldn't. I'm I'm in a very lucky and blessed position to be able to just pick up. Like I can call into this podcast, <laughs> and we can still have the podcast running. Other things that I have going on yeah. on the side, it can all be picked up and moved. Um, and I realize how fortunate I am to be able to do that. But not everyone is in a position where they can just pick up their life and move. Like people, you know, they make friends and they set roots and, you know, they, yeah. they don't want to just pick it up. Even on the weekend, my sister's fiance wants to go travel. That's what I brought up before. He just wants to go travel. And mm. obviously my sister's got a job now that she's um, fully in and she loves it and she can't take time off like that. Yeah. So they're a bit of a... Not a crossroads, but she literally said, "Go travel." Like that's okay. Yeah. I've I've got to focus on my job and it's work. A compromise, it and is. I think all relationships there needs to be compromises made. Let's move into stage three, which is the transition. So this is when you're like transitioning from a like we we're saying before, like from a relationship where you're with your partner, you can rely on your partner to go out for a breakfast, dinner, a drink, or you can ask them to get something from the shops on the way home. Yeah. (laughs) Now you can't, you're by yourself. Yeah. And that transitional period is very hard. There's a lot of big emotions encompassing that stage. There's a lot of sadness, you know, you're kind of finding your independence again you're finding your new normal. But you've still got them there. So that's still got them. So that's why it's sort of like you've still got them, but also your life that's what I mean. Without them. So I find, I find it harder than a breakup, I reckon, because you've still got them like it's on the phone and like you're still part of each other's lives, but they're not there. But I guess you just, you want to be in a lot of communication with them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to be like really like a part of their life and to be finding out what they're doing and FaceTiming and calling and all of those things to stay, to feel really connected. The great thing about, this day and age doing a long distance relationship is it's so much easier than before. Like people were writing letters and waiting for weeks for a reply. This These days you can send someone a text message and it's instantaneous. Imagine you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you'd have to call from either like a pay phone or from like your house phone. Yeah. And I think long distance relationships are much more common now I would say because of the fact that we have so many means of communication Mm -hmm. Uh, the next step step four is realization so when it sinks in and you've um, you've come to let's say terms or you've come to accept what's happening there's a lot of processing to do Mm. with the situation and I think after spending a bit of time away from someone and starting to find that new normal it really like I think the reality of the situation then sets in and you're like, okay, this is what it's like. This is how my life now is. And I guess it's kind of like, is there an end in sight? Can I do this? Is this going to, you know, is this suitable for me? Which brings us to stage five, which is the jealousy, which we spoke a lot about before. A lot of people who are in long distance relationships experience this overwhelming feeling of jealousy, Matt. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, I was – I was very jealous. I'm a jealous person at heart. So like I found it very hard to be in that situation where, like I said, you see your like your partner having like a good time with other people mm. or just stuff that you can't be involved in. And it's like 
like I want to take you out for dinner and like, yeah, you get green with jealousy. Did she ever get jealous with you? Maybe. I don't really remember. I don't remember. I, I can't. I don't, yeah, remember that. Nothing stands out. Nothing stands out to yeah. me really. I mean, I feel like anyone in that situation probably could or would. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on to stage six. So stage six and seven are the most crucial. So stage six is doubt. So that's when you start to second guess yourself. Is this a good idea? Can I do this long term? Can I do this for another six months or however long it's going to be? Am I better off single? The doubt is like the really crucial stage of a long distance relationship where you either go from strength to strength or you decide this isn't going to work out for me. So if you don't think it's going to work out, that's the end of it. You're breaking up with them. Well, and there's no seventh step. So the seventh stage is validation. And that is like the optimal thing that you need in a long distance relationship to make it work. So that's the validation, the communication, the reassurance. And that's the things that really stop you from breaking up. So the doubt sets in and then you need really good communication with your partner for them to say, like if, for instance, we're in a long distance relationship and I'm like, I don't know if this is working for me, I'm really missing you, I'm not doing well, then you have an amazing partner who says it's okay, this is only temporary, we're going to see each other in a month when you come to visit me and we're going to have the best time ever, I love you so much, I'm here for you, I support you, I love you. We're going to do this. I a think, teammate. I think that there could never be too much validation and words of affirmation <laughs> in a long-distance relationship. Do you feel better from our fake relationship <laughs> from that? Yeah. Like, you need – I reckon you, there could never be too much. Like, I reckon you could just keep going, keep telling them, like, it's going to be all right, I'll see you in a bit. And then it would lift both everyone's spirits up, don't you reckon? Yeah. When I was saying that little spiel, Matt's was, like, nodding and smiling, like, cool. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna be good. I love validation. How good is it? I, I agree. I well, that's the seven steps. But I think that um, validation you could never have enough in a long distance relationship. Absolutely, and the communication. Like, I think a lot of relationships break down because of a lack of communication. And so, before you're entering into a long distance relationship, you really need to be crystal clear. And if you're feeling a certain feeling, to to tell your partner, like, you know, we don't ever, I don't think you do. Do you bottle things up? Because I don't bottle anything up. No. As soon as I feel an emotion, I'm like so forthcoming. It's probably something I should probably work on, bottling some stuff up, not picking out everything, I reckon. No, I don't bottle anything up. I'm pretty straight to it. I tell how I feel. I speak my mind. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's positive, especially like. It can be. Sometimes I find that like I didn't need to say that. I'm like, oh, you don't need to say that. Like, just let it slide, this one. Yeah, like, well, is it worth yeah. the repercussions? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, is it worth it, really? I'm just saying if like, I'm feeling insecure, I'll be like, oh, I'm feeling a bit insecure. Oh, yeah, and I definitely then like, I'll get that. some validation. Then I'll be like, okay, I'm feeling good. Well, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just talking about everything in general. Like, if just, someone annoys you or something. Yeah, something well, annoys I mean, if you're in a long-distance relationship. <laughs> I mean, you could probably still annoy someone. It's pride easy too. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's surprisingly easier than you think. Okay, I have a question for you. Fire away. Would you ever do another long-distance relationship? I guess it's the old-fashioned thing of what I know now, I probably could. I'd probably be a lot better at it. So you'd feel comfortable? No. <laughs> but you'd do it. Yeah, but if I'd If it do was it. the one. If it was the one, yeah. 
So, so if it wasn't the one, then you'd be like, nah. Mm. I mean, like, I mean, I yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends on the situation, wouldn't it? If yeah. like what, well, it's easier now. Borders are open. Like, you can just jump on a plane. I'm, I've got the flexibility of moving wherever and doing whatever as well. So I could just, like, hop on a plane. But sometimes it's not that easy. I mean, hopping on a plane is expensive. True. Paying for, a, you know. Paying for accommodation, but you'd stay at theirs. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're living a- there. They've got a house course, and you're changing them. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, yeah, you know what you know now, you would. Yeah. Have you been in a long-distance relationship, Hannah? I've not been in a long-distance relationship, but I was in a six-year relationship and I decided to go to Hong Kong for work to model for three months. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I do. I remember you to Hong Kong. Yeah. So I went to Hong Kong for three months and I was in a relationship the whole time. And How'd you find that? You know what? I found it like pretty chill, like pretty easy. We spoke like every day. I would wake up to like a good morning message. We'd kind of text all day. We'd FaceTime. So What was the time difference? A couple of hours. It wasn't too bad. And yeah, like I think the only challenging thing would be like if it was like a weekend and he was out with his friends. I'd be a bit like... You're in Hong Kong with models. Well, yeah. Like you can have... Wouldn't he be more... Jealous? I, I think feel? he was mildly jealous, but like I was probably more jealous. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like I was staying with my friend Sarah because she was working at Disneyland as a Disney princess. So she had accommodation in Hong Kong. So I just moved in with her, which was really fun. Like when I think back to like my memories of my younger life in my 20s, that's probably a highlight. And I'm so glad I did it. It was like so random and Obviously, I didn't have the best experience modeling there because yeah. they would just like line 50 girls up and choose the skinniest one. So it just made you feel like shit. It actually got to a point where I broke even from doing a couple of modeling jobs. And then I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to party because I was taking a hit on my self esteem because I was just like, oh, I'm not going to like starve myself to do this. I'm, yeah. That's it's very interesting. I like hearing you talk about modeling overseas. I've got my stories about it as well it's not a it's not everyone glamorizes it it's not glamorous it's not glamorous at yeah. all but i mean i i think i was like how old were you i think i was like 23 22 yeah and um back to the long distance thing how did you guys make that work then facetiming all the time yeah yeah facetime i ended up going to um thailand as well with my girlfriends um at and the end reckon, of that trip and you were the one that was more jealous while you're yeah, gallivanting gallivanting yeah. around <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is you trust yourself. You know that you're not going to do anything wrong. This is so true. it's like, you know, you're like, well, it's not a big deal that I'm in Hong Kong and Thailand and having the best time ever. But like, I was like, well, what are you doing in Melbourne when I'm not there? You know, like, it's always that, like, what are you up to type of like feeling that you have inside. And I think. Which brings us back to number seven. <laughs> validation. <laughs> which, which I got and it made it like a very simple process. And then obviously coming back to Melbourne and getting to see him, like I missed him and we carried on with our relationship until it ended <laughs> three years later. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, you wouldn't be here now, would you? If oh, that didn't happen. God. Okay, let's talk about how to make a long-distance relationship work next. Okay, so we shouldn't be asking me about this, but we've got some... <laughs> Why not? I obviously didn't make it work. <laughs> But that's the best bit. Ask someone that knows how to, from their failure how to succeed. 
who's learnt their lessons. <laughs> what? You get it. Look, look. If you are going to enter into another long-term relationship in your life, then these could be some good tips. The first one is to set the ground rules. Like we said before, setting boundaries, setting expectations and knowing where you both stand. Keep the communication as well regular and keep it interesting. So like, but I do, it's like you can just chat all the time. Like I reckon just always on the text. It depends on the time difference as well. But yeah. you've got you've to make it work and you've got to find certain times that you can you know, take some time to make FaceTime calls yeah. or when you can text. Like I think you both need to sacrifice something in your life. Like if that means if the time difference is when you normally would train, then if that's a time they can talk, then you have to push your training back oh, or course. sacrifice something to make yeah, it yeah. work. I think it's interesting like when you aren't like around someone sending them photos of your day, like photos of like maybe what you're eating or photos of where you are and it just makes them feel like a little bit more a part of your life. Um I, I think that really helps. Even when my friends are like overseas, I love seeing pictures of where they are. I'm like, send me photos. Like, I want to see the photos of where you are. Yeah. I think also seeing it as an opportunity to test your commitment to one another and to kind of like strengthen your bond. Obviously, it's not ideal to be in a long distance relationship. Like, no one's out there striving to be in a long distance relationship. It's it's a shitty situation. No one really wants to be there. But I guess looking kind of at the bigger picture and kind of telling yourself like, you know, I want that person to feel fulfilled in their life. So I'm not going to hold them back. And so we're doing this for the greater good. And if we are meant to be, then it will be. You can and come our, out stronger. You can come out definitely stronger. You can definitely come out stronger. Uh, keep it flirty. Like, you know, to keep the messages like, <laughs> you know, like a bit dirty. Like, you know, don't take it too seriously the whole time. Like, yeah, you, keep, like you can FaceTime or send like, you know, naughty photos to keep them excited. Like obviously you're not physically with each other, but like you can still kind of like hit those spots. Of course, yeah. There's, like I said, phone sex, FaceTime sex. You can really do whatever. Yeah. Okay, this one's an important one for me. And this also comes down to like communication and just being really aware of what you're doing whilst you're away from your partner. So I guess not putting your partner in anxious situations where they might see a photo of you at a bar with, you know, a person of the opposite sex that's attractive, you know, doing little things like that where they go, what are they doing? Question mark over your name. Like what's going on? Can I trust you? You know, planting seeds of doubt. So making sure that you're always reassuring your partner and always making them feel super comfortable is, you know, the key to making this work. Yeah, I mean, that would suck. You know, you're sitting, you're sitting at home on the time difference and they're out in a bar. Twiddling your thumbs, being like... Or at work because of the time difference. You're sitting at work and they're out getting drunk. And Do you know what's so funny is I had a friend once. <laughs> this is like a little bit off topic but also kind of on topic. She was like the FBI, like to a T. She was like the best FBI agent of all time in the land of women. Anyway, Aren't all women FBI agents? When they to a to- point, but she went to like a whole different level. So I remember once she had been on like three dates with this guy and then he was going to Bali and they had gotten along really well. They'd had sex. She was really into him. He was really into her, etc. And he basically said like, I'm not going to hook up with anyone when I go to Bali because I'm really into you, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was at a restaurant in Bali 
and he tagged like a couple of people. And what she did is she went through all of the tagged people, ended up finding, because he had obviously like shown everyone who he was with. So it was like lots of people, probably like a group of like 10 people, most of them women. (laughs) She had gone out of her way from one or two tags to find every single person who was at that dinner. She went to the place that he had tagged, she went to their stories, looked to see people in the background. Like she went to like extreme lengths. That isn't even, <laughs> that's just three dates. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then. Jeez, let the man breathe. And then he kind of went a bit MIA for like three hours or something du- during the night and she got like a late night message. So she's like, <laughs> Don't. And then she's like, where has he been? He's obviously been like, you know, he was texting her flat out. Like they were like, they were on. And. um, Man fell asleep. No. And then, so what she did is because she had been able to identify every single person in the story. I know this. yeah. Yeah. She had found like a couple of like the girls who she thought he was like sitting close to slash were his type and sent a message on Instagram being like, hey, I'm this person's girlfriend. Girlfriend. <laughs> I just want to know. This girl doesn't sound like an FBI agent. She's I just want to know if you guys hooked up because, like, he's been a bit sneaky in the past and I just, like, want to know from girl to girl. And then the girl was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I kissed him that night. I'm really sorry. I didn't know. He, he didn't tell me he had a girlfriend. He technically didn't have a girlfriend, but he did say that he wasn't going to hook up with people. And she is such an FBI agent that she found out. And, like, you know what? Is it a bit crazy? Yes. Can, it, it, I, uh, can I get around it? Yeah, because she called him out and, like, he, he fully lied. And, like, you can't lie to women because we have a sixth sense. You feel it in your waters. I, we can feel it in our bones when something's off. She felt it and she, you know, proceeded accordingly and found out the truth. Good on her. Yeah, good on her. <laughs> Has she um, called up the FBI? <laughs> Is going to Quantico next week? She's, she's getting a job. She's getting a job. <laughs> Gee whiz. Detective 101. Literally. All right, so back to our list. Make visits to see each other as much as possible. So whenever you can get a free weekend and you have obviously cash or you can afford to go, go. Yeah. Maybe find a place halfway. Even if it's for like two nights, like just make the long trip. Or halfway. You both go halfway. Yeah. Both go halfway and you can meet there and then it's easier on both of you. There's no – yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Try to enjoy the same activities, kind of like what you were saying with Mackenzie before, watching the same TV show together or watching a movie together, reading the same book. I guess that way you can kind of connect on those things, discuss them with one another, have a little chat going about a movie, and I think that's really bonding. Yeah, I agree. Um, Have a planned end date. So Mm. obviously when the borders aren't closed, you can't think of a date when they keep (laughs) just pushing it back, pushing it back. So that's really um, kills the uh, desire for it. To, like, you know what I mean? It just dampens the mood. But if you don't have an end set end date, because that could be the end of the contract when they're working overseas or the end of their studying or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think an end date is extremely important so that you can feel like it's not just get, forever. Get a calendar, count down the days or get Absolutely. one on your phone and you can see how many days are left and it will make it a lot easier for you. Whilst they're away, spend quality time with your friends and family. Time that you might not have had, I think that's an important one. 
Um, surround yourself with people that love you, you know, get all the love, even though it's not that intimate love, it's still love. <laughs> Keep on top of each other's schedules so you can understand where they'll be, why they're not talking to you, not in a creepy way like your friend did, but like, you know, just like, <laughs> so yeah, you can understand why they're not talking to you and then that could save you from getting jealous. You're like, okay, they're in a meeting or okay, they're yeah. getting their hair done or okay, they're doing this. So you're not getting too frantic and your anxiety levels aren't peaking. Yeah, make a time to video call as well. I think video calling is, I mean, it feels face-to-face, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talk to our podcast team who are in Sydney and we feel like we know them. I mean, we've met most of them multiple times, but we speak to them on a weekly basis. On FaceTime, yeah. On FaceTime and it's very connecting and it's something that can really help if you are in a long-distance relationship and just make sure they're very frequent. Like there's no need to not be FaceTiming your partner. Also, one is uh, boundaries. So like you've got to set the boundaries with your partner. Obviously, that means you could like stay exclusive or also it could mean that you have some sort of boundaries that help you guys through it. Like you could be like, okay, like if you really are desiring intimacy so much, you know, you could have some monogamish relationship that you could figure out between the two of you if that's what both of you want yeah I mean I guess like every relationship is different and it wouldn't be right for us to not mention that like if yeah if if that's something just because we can't do it just because we would absolutely hate that like even hearing you say it I was like no (laughs) I saw your face (laughs) but yeah like whatever works for you guys whatever is going to keep the relationship alive you know whatever makes you feel comfortable. I think it's important to not do anything like that because you think it's what your partner wants. I think set your own boundaries, really like dive deep within yourself and figure out what you want and then share that. Yep, 100% agree. I think gifting as well, like you said before, I can't not put that one on there. Sending gifts to the other person, making them feel really loved is super important. And I think sentimental gifts are very cute, especially from the place that you are. Yeah, I agree. Like you could um, send them like, yeah, a plush toy and hug it and then send it to them and say... These are Perfumed t- underwear maybe. Yeah, and you could transfer <laughs> the hug through that, that plush toy. You could keep sending it back and forth if you have enough money, <laughs> hugging it and then send it back the next day. Okay, Matt, let's talk about the benefits of a long-distance relationship but also the red flags to look out for next. Okay, so there's a lot of pros to a long-distance relationship as well as cons, but let's touch on the pros first. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it really encourages you to refine your emotional connection with your partner so much at the start of a relationship, or at least for the first couple of years, it's very physical. You know, I love being smothered with love and affection and touch, but when that's taken away from you, you're forced to really develop that emotional connection. I agree. You got to um, you got to search within yourself to know that it's real. So it's a great way to test the love and see if your yeah. feelings for one another are actually real, or it's not just that they're in front of you and they're convenient, I guess, or the person that's in front of you that you you're feeling towards. Yeah, absolutely. I think it also makes you appreciate spending time together when you actually do get to spend it with one another I mean the whole like them having to leave and longing for them and like you put them on this the yearning you put them on this massive pedestal and you're like all I want is just one kiss and one cuddle from them so I think getting to see them again and also just like really embracing that excitement when you do get to see them and 
you know, just kind of like really like living in the highs and the lows of what a long distance relationship brings. My mate, I was talking to him at gym the other day. He um he's in a long distance one. He lives in Melbourne, obviously with us, and his girlfriend lives in Sydney. So right. they he loves it. He reckons he gets so much time to himself. He can like you know hang out, find time for himself, as well as when he sees her, he's with her and they're spending that time together and they're. Mm literally like quality time together, which I guess that must be his love language because he enjoys it a lot. Yeah, and really like being able to learn to enjoy your own company. That's something that I struggled with a lot. I think I really only learned to enjoy my own company when I moved into an apartment by myself. And then I started to really embrace that time. And I think you just don't understand how good it is until there's literally no one around. And you you're forget like, while you're in a relationship. You how forget good when you're in a relationship. Is. You forget when you're living with other people, mm. when there's constantly people around Oh, when around I was living with my you. mates, alone time was still good. Was it? <laughs> yeah, just to get away <laughs> from the hustle and bustle of it all. Your house was very busy. I mean, imagine just being in your own home and doing what you want with it. And yeah, like, true. you know, like... Yeah. There's just nothing like it. So really just like enjoying that alone time. Um, it's so valuable. And I, I think is something that not a lot of people get in their life or will only get for a very short period of time. Yes. And it also allows you to grow as an individual mm. and develop healthy relationship while being alone and enjoying your own company, like you said. Absolutely. And okay, Matt, let's talk about the red flags of being in a long distance relationship. Things that you might need to look out for if you are in a long distance relationship if you're feeling a bit insecure, if you're feeling that deep jealousy and you aren't getting the reassurance that you need. Uh, the first one would be you are the only one initiating conversations. So <sighs> That's rough. Fuck, that'd be for any relationship really. That, yeah, that's any relationship. I would not be happy about that. Oh, what is it? Um, what, what's the expression we say? Um, nothing is louder than words or something. What was it? When they say nothing, it's louder than if they say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like being ghosted. Yeah, like that's that's more of like a. That's louder than if they were saying anything. Correct. Yeah, I don't know what the saying is. We've totally lost it. Yeah, (laughs) if you guys remember it, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) So the other day, I cracked it at Michael because I was like, "You haven't messaged me all day," and he's like, "Babe, at nine a.m. I sent you three messages and you haven't replied." And I was like, "Yeah, but like." I forgot about those messages and then you didn't message me all day and it's now three o'clock and he's well, like... Had you sent messages in between? No, and that's like the most that we hadn't spoken, but he had sent me three messages at nine and he's like, oh, I just thought you were busy, so I just left you to it because you had a busy day. What a chilled life. <laughs> Not worry. <laughs> what a blissful life he lives. <laughs> It is To not get in your own head <laughs> for six hours, your partner not replying. So if someone didn't reply to you for six hours, you'd I'd be, be like, what the fuck, you dead? <laughs> <laughs> Send out a search fucking party. Well, we're very much in communication always. But I just like, I think I was so busy all day. And then at like three o'clock, I realized I was like, oh, I haven't spoken to Michael all day. And I was like, why haven't you called me? He just thought you were busy. He was just living <laughs> his blissful life working away. Okay, another red flag in a long-distance relationship is that you feel like you're arguing a lot more than usual. There's nothing worse than conflict in a relationship, right? But yeah, but the, I think that would be for the reasons are because it's long-distance. Absolutely. Over If you're arguing over those things, so the boundaries also you've set in that. Sometimes when people aren't happy as well, 
in the situation that they're in, i.e. a long-distance relationship, you can start really pulling people apart. You can pull things apart. You can get more grumpy. 100%. Um, And I think when those little arguments start to arise and become more frequent, it really does make you feel like very on edge. And Matt's smiling because you've been in a lot of relationships where there's lots of fights. Yeah, because, well, I, I find that true. If you're not happy with what's going on, you're going to pick arguments about just random stuff because you're trying to, you know, find places to um, to make it un- uneasy on each other to end the relationship. What about when the communication gets really stale? That's hard and there's just like... It's hard to keep the, rec- the conversation going. Well, that would just be someone that's just not interested and they're, Absolutely. Like, like I said before, you're initiating the conversation so you're the one who's trying to keep it going. Take the hint, they're not interested. I don't actually think I've initiated a conversation more than once in a row and I don't think it's me being toxic. I think it's just like I really like things to be equal and it to be very give and take and if I, don't, if I feel like I'm giving too much, then I fully pull back. I'm the opposite. I'll just... Oh, yeah, I don't care. You'll blow up there. Yeah, yeah, I have no You're shame. Like, talk to me. Yeah, I have no shame with starting the conversation again if it's fizzled out. See, whereas I'm, well, obviously not with Michael, but like I'm talking about like in Pre- other yeah. previous relationships, like it would always have to feel very like equal for me. Like I would not want to like be constantly like messaging them first. That would feel really like off to me. Yeah. Like we said, that means that if you're doing that, maybe they're just really shit at texting. Yeah. Or. They're just not interested. And also when the, the conversation is hard to keep going, like it's like, hey, hey, how are you? Someone Good. could just be really shit chat you. game, but no one wants to date someone with a shit chat game. You know what I mean? Some people do. But if someone has a shit chat game, it's kind of on you to be like, you need to up your, your, well, you tell your text them message. Or you bring yeah. it up, you reckon? I think you need to tell them. If you're not happy with the way someone's texting, you need to be like, you need to up your text messages. Or if you're not going to, then you need to call me and, you know. On that. Stimulate me mentally. On that, I looked across at my sister's phone and she was texting her partner. And Oh, don't out your sister. No, I'm not outing it. No, but what I said to her was, how funny is looking at other people's shit chats with their partner yeah. just you know just their shit chats what were they I, saying i can't remember exactly what it was they were out for dinner and i think they were just saying like oh i'm having this and he was just like yum well i'm eating this it was just a real shit it's funny saying like we all do it of we, we all do those we shit want to chat. know yeah, what are you we all, eating we all do shit <laughs> chats but like it's funny watching other people's shit chats yeah Okay, they rarely open up about their life outside of the relationship. Big red flag. Oh, huge red flag. Couldn't be any redder than that. Yeah, you want you want to if you're with someone, you want to know every different facet of their life, whether it be work, whether it be hobbies, friends, everything. If they're leaving all of that out, there's a problem. I feel the same way. If you if you've got a partner and they go out or something and they very vague on the night or don't really want to talk about it, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. What about when your anxiety is just peaking before, during, and after you're talking to them? That is a red flag if I've ever heard of one. Have you ever been in a relationship where you're just anxious 24-7? They that shall not be named, yes. Lay who shall not be named. They that they. shall not be named, <laughs> yes. I have did feel like that with her, yeah. Yeah, red flag. Just a red flag, yeah. Red you don't flag. know what you're going to get, what sort of version of them you're going to get, how they're going to be acting that day. Yeah. Very anxious. Red flag, port mission. Yeah, they attempt to gaslight you. Mm. Fucking hate gaslighting. gaslighting. I think that's very self-explanatory. Self-explanatory, we hate gaslighting if someone's doing it. I feel like that word gets thrown around a bit though at the moment. It It gets thrown around a bit, but I think it's because it's 
Very, very common. Yeah. It's very common. And I mean, once you know what it is and you're able to look out for it, and you can spot it, it. quicker. You, yeah. yeah, exactly. You identify it. You bring it to the table. You say this is not okay. I mean, gaslighting is an extreme form of manipulation and no one should be getting away with doing it. So I think it's good that people are more aware. Yeah, I've heard with my mates and stuff bring it up a lot recently, like in different situations. And I'm like, is it though? I was like, I don't know. Like sometimes I just don't feel like people use it in the right context. Yeah. I mean, I've heard someone explaining gaslighting and it can't just be like a one-time, like of course, that, that's, like a one-time thing where someone does something that's what that I feel you like, feel. Yeah. It has to be like, you know, it, it's happened a couple of times. Do you know where it comes from, gaslighting? No. It's about the it's so it's a story about a woman and a guy who live together and he kept turning the gas on the stove and then she would turn it off and she said the gas on the stove's on. And he's like, No, it's not. And then he keep turning on sicko. to make her feel like she was going crazy. And she would go turn it off and she'd be like, Yes, it was. He's like, No, it's not, it's off. Look. That scares the shit out of me. So Imagine that's where that. gaslighting comes from. So that it's a, a continuous. You're continuously, continuously doing it. Continuously yeah. like making someone feel like they're crazy for feeling the way or believing what they believe. So when people like I said, say it one off, you're like, no, that's just like manipulating someone or like. But I'd be like, look at the lever. It's not straight. And then he'd just say, yes, it is. It was off. I turned it off. You've turned it off before. Wild scenes. And the last red flag is there seems to be a lack of trust on both of your behalf. This kind of takes us back to the seven stages of entering into a long distance relationship and that doubt and the validation. And I think the best way to overcome that is just by validating your partner. I agree. Just to let them feel validated, let them feel heard, acknowledge their feelings. And um, I feel like that's the best way to go. Show them that they can trust you. You know what I mean? Like FaceTime them, introduce them to people Wherever yeah. you are, like make them feel really comfortable with who you are surrounding yourself with as well. Get them to know people around you, yeah. Guys, if you are in a long distance relationship, we know that it's really hard. It's a really taxing, stressful time. We're thinking of you, keep going, keep making it work and we're wishing you all of our luck. We hope these help you and give you some advice. If you do have any long distance relationship crazy stories, send them into our hotline. We'd love to cover it next love week. To hear them. It can be anything from a crazy gaslighting. Cheating. Cheating, double timing, I know long distance relationship gone, partner. Gone overseas. That mate that I was telling you about before, he's he had a long distance relationship before. He must fucking love him or something. He um, He's miso. Had a, he went to meet her in England and she had a boyfriend. Yeah. We want to hear it. If you have a story like yeah. that or similar to that or anything in between, send them to our hotline and we'll cover it next week. Also, just a reminder for those of you who want to give us a review on Apple or Spotify, we are giving out some merch. So make sure you leave us a review and we will contact the winner in a couple of weeks' time. Five stars only, please. Okay, guys. Until next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.